0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Becoming a Solo Founder, the uh, podcast for the things I'm working on here at Noodle Studios. Um, yeah, it's been a good week or so since I last recorded, um, and I think I am just ready to jump back into talking a little bit about what I've been up to and uh, some things that I'm thinking about. As well as uh, I thought I would talk a little bit about the tech stack that I'm using to build uh, the applications I'm working on and uh, some some thoughts about around that, I guess. Um, first of all, some things changed in my work situation this week. I'm not quite ready to talk about them in detail, but um, suffice to say that... They will eventually affect um, these projects for Nodal Studios and the things that I'm working on. So you can stay tuned for that, I guess, in a future episode at some point. Um, It's Friday today let's see what is today. It is February the 28th. It's a little after 10 a.m and I've been working for a couple of hours thought I'd take a few minutes break here to um, just talk about a few things for the podcast episode this week. So yeah I've got 25 tasks remaining for the today uh, according to my task management software of choice goselva which is one of my projects. Um, some of them are going to get done today. Hopefully a good number of them. Uh, Some of them are going to get pushed to tomorrow, some of these tasks, and others will be rescheduled to a future date. Uh, That's kind of how I tend to approach project management and task management. Um, If it shows up in my today to-do list, it basically just means that I need to revisit it and rethink about whether... Uh, it gets done today where it needs to be pushed another week or maybe it's not as important as it once was and it can get pushed till next month sometime or perhaps, uh, it's not even important at all and I can just go ahead and delete it. Um, that tends to be something that works pretty well for me and since I'm working for, uh, The company I work for four days a week and have Fridays for my own stuff. Uh, Most of my tasks end up piling up on Friday and then I work through what I can and what doesn't get worked through or what isn't as important gets pushed off. So I think that works pretty well. The stress reducing factor of just having um, a place and a plan to write things down as I think about them. Uh, add them to a list somewhere, Um, that has been pretty um, powerful for me to be able to just write something down and think about it and know that it's got a place um, and I can go look for it later or it will resurface uh, at the date that I set for it to come back around. So um, three things yet to talk about. First of all, I thought I'd talk about the two projects I've been working on and um, give you a quick update on those. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is go Selva since I mentioned a little bit about that already. Um, not a lot is changing at this point with goselva. you can go to goselva.com to basically see a landing page that's just an opt-in form to get notified about details of go Selva but I need to work on an actual... Uh, Reasoning kind of a homepage landing page for that project and for the other one as well. uh, That would actually make someone understand a little bit about why I think GoSelve is important and maybe some things about why it is something you'd be interested in, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, not a lot is changing with GoSelve at the moment. It does what I need it to, I use it on a daily basis, as I mentioned, for my. Uh, personal project and task management and i kind of manage my life, my life, my life with it and uh, yeah i think that's a good way to build something and be able to use it see where it works well see where it's a little lacking and deficient and hopefully as i use it uh, things will be become a parent and I can add them to my project to-do list and get those things built before eventually opening it up to public folks, public folks, to the public, to all of you wonderful people. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's where GoSelva is right now. This morning I did add one little feature um, and this is kind of the nice thing about a project being your own. Uh, You can think about something and if it's it's small, just, just add it quickly. Uh, this morning I was looking at my long list of things to do and I was like, Oh man, that's a lot of things. And I started to count them and I realized, you know, that would be literally a very simple change in the app to add a count for the different groups of tasks that I have. So the task for today, I could add a count. And so I took 10 minutes and quickly wrote a little bit of PHP and, um, Yeah, now I have counts on my different task groups, I guess is the way to say it, so that's kind of nice to be able to do. So that's it for GoSelva. Uh, Feel free to head over to GoSelva.com and sign up if you want to be notified about further developments on that, but that's it for this week for that. Um, Opeso is the other project that I have talked about some here on the podcast, and Uh, I decided to actually open it up to where anybody could register for an account and actually use the app. It is very, very, very simple. Not super beautiful yet, but uh, the functionality is there to be able to record your weight. And um, I have some tasks to add a few things to that, hopefully today or tomorrow, to make it a little more useful, a little more um, interesting to use, I guess. Would be the way to say it. So yeah. I did decide to open it up. Like I mentioned for people to register. And that meant reworking the homepage a bit. I did add a few words. As well as the opt-in form. To be able to get emails about it. But I need to actually spend some time. Thinking about the. The things that. Make Opeso. Helpful. And uh, useful. And actually build those build those, add those to the homepage. Um, yeah, I feel like it's really easy to focus on the, what my app is doing versus, um, actually building the marketing side of things in an informational manner that would be, um, helpful for people who come to the site to actually know what they're looking at, what they're getting into or what they might be getting into. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, so far I have a couple of folks using it. It's just friends and family at this point, but you can feel free to sign up if you want to at opeso.com. And I promise I won't advertise like this on every single podcast. I just want to make sure you know where these projects are if you want to go and take a look at them. Um, what else? Let's see, this last week I did push a new... Uh, website live at nodalstudios.com um, it is still a work in prod process uh, i've got some details about what i offer as nodal studios and some of my past projects as well as a simple way to get in touch and if you head over there you actually can find uh, links directly to opeso and go silva Uh, some of the pages, like I mentioned, are definitely a work in progress. Um, they're kind of ugly if we're honest, but I think most of them at least have a basic functionality there and basic wrap around them so they don't look, but so horrible. And yeah, that's kind of it for that little, uh, shout out for that for my, for my website, I guess uh let's see finally i thought i would talk just a little bit about the stack of um software that i'm using to build these apps and uh, some of the reasoning around them Um, i've been working in wordpress land for i think i built my first wordpress website in like 08 09 something like that so i've been around wordpress for a long time the early years it was just um mostly taking a theme making some small tweaks and uh implementing i guess would be a good way to say it so i didn't even know much about the development side of things for a long long time in 2014 i decided to bite the bullet and i attended a a boot camp for 12 weeks where i learned about ruby on rails development and i was able to kind of off the back of that get a job here in a local company in in town um as a quality analyst i guess is the technical term so i wasn't actually a developer yet um at least not in a in a way that would pay me an income i guess but um yeah so i worked there for a year and a half and my current boss contacted me out of the blue and wondered if I would be interested in a job working for him, working with WordPress in particular, uh, along with some other things, but mostly WordPress. So that's where I've been for the last four years, four almost four years, I think. Yeah, so that's where I am development-wise. Most of what I do has been theme development, so a lot of front-end stuff and getting data from the database and displaying it, HTML, CSS, that kind of thing. So a number of years ago, I heard about Laravel and I was immediately intrigued by it because it's written in PHP and it has a lot of the feels that I got from Ruby on Rails, except that PHP hosting was something that I actually... I was able to wrap my head around a little more simply Uh, with the Ruby on Rails stuff. Most of what I did, I just put on Heroku. I didn't understand anything about how it was working behind the scenes. And hosting seemed a little bit convoluted and complicated. So I was really interested in Laravel, but didn't really dive in until uh, a year and a half ago or so. And I've been doing a couple of little test projects projects I guess you could say with Laravel since then. So Laravel is kind of the core of what I plan to use and am using in these projects. Um, behind the scenes there's obviously a database so most of what I'm doing right now is MySQL. Uh, I've considered Postgres but I haven't used that for a long time and MySQL has been working fine so unless i can find a really really compelling reason to switch i probably will stick with MySQL just because it's working great um let's see what else do i want to mention so the the other kind of core functionality piece of of what i am using tech stack wise is uh livewire which i think i've talked about a little bit it's a project from caleb borzio who is a developer who uh, wrote this wonderful package. I've tried to decide how to describe Livewire, but uh, essentially it allows you to do some of the same things that um, maybe a person would have reached for Vue.js or React or something uh, to get some interactivity on the front end of the website or on the front end of your app. Uh, So Livewire lets you do a lot of those things with PHP. Um, It's a little more complicated than just that, but Livewire is the the tool that I've been using mostly lately and really, really enjoying using. So Livewire is kind of my front-end tool of choice at this point. Uh, The other thing that... It's kind of a, a sister project, I guess you could say, to Livewire is Alpine JS, which is also from Caleb Borzio. They work together really well uh, for some of the functionality that Livewire really isn't best suited for, uh, like toggling a modal or little things like that interaction on the front end that shouldn't have to make a full round trip to the server, which Livewire Livewire does. And, uh, so yeah, those two things work together really well for front end stuff. And I am mostly planning to stick with those, uh, going forward. So then the, the styling end of things, I am using SAS, but generally most of everything I have done so far has been, uh, using tailwind CSS from Adam Watham And, uh, that's a great, great project in my opinion. One thing I guess I would mention is that um, if you initially look at it, the style sheet that it generates, I believe it's like 830 kilobytes or something, which is a little heavy for your style sheet. So uh, there's a post CSS process that can be run on your project. It basically looks through your uh, blade and view stuff. Uh, files, I guess that's what they're called, and it finds where uh, CSS classes are used or not used and then pairs down the final uh, CSS or style sheet before writing it out to wherever you're putting it. So that really, really can help you uh, get a much, much, much smaller style sheet size if that is an issue for you. Uh, But yeah, I've really been enjoying using Tailwind CSS. Uh, The docs are great, and I think it is a great tool as long as you're okay with some um, class clutter in your HTML, which I have pretty much come to terms with and feel completely fine with. Um, And I actually think it's probably a more, uh, let's see, how do you say, it's probably a better way to do things at least for some applications uh, than the standard have a style sheet for each component that gets all uh, combined together um, later on in your, your process of uh, what you call it. I don't even know. I, I shouldn't be talking about web development stuff because I can't think of the right terms off the top of my head. I know how it works. You know, you run, webpack run dev or whatever actually it would be npm run dev man telling you i should quit giving any sort of details about things that i don't already know the names for uh i think it's called asset compilation that's what it would be anyway that is pretty much my entire stack this week one thing that was Announced was Tailwind UI. I bought a license right away because I can see that it will be a very Important tool for me or helpful tool just to be able to get things off the ground build things quickly and have a good foundation for Applications or for websites or whatever I'm I'm working on so I would recommend taking a look at Tailwind UI if you're interested at all in Tailwind and perhaps it would be a good use case for you as well. All right. This is getting to be a very long podcast episode at this point for me coming up on 18 minutes, I believe. So, uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. I did think I'd mention, uh, this morning I was thinking about this podcast and the title that I've given it is becoming a solo founder. And, I know that there's a lot of discussion around whether you should be a solo founder, whether you should be a company of one who has people he works with, or whether you should have a co-founder, or all those kinds of things. Uh, But I really am pulled to this idea of being a solo founder, so that's kind of why the podcast name is Becoming a Solo Founder, obviously. Um, But this morning I was thinking about it and thought I'd check and see if becomingasolofounder.com was available. Sure enough, it was. So you can actually go to becomingasolofounder.com to get redirected basically to the podcast page on the Nodal Studios website. So, excuse me while I burp a little bit. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. It's been a good week in Nodal Studios land and hopefully we'll be a good weekend here, uh, get some things done today and tomorrow and then head back to work on monday so thanks for listening as always feel free to get in touch if you have any questions or something you want to run by me that would be more than welcome so we'll talk to you again in a week or so bye